we're going to start seeing new growth in in new ideas like tiny homes and different developments like Toronto just passed um like the garden suite zoning law now where you can actually have like another small structure on your property that you can rent out or you can have another family living in densification there's there's solutions that are being put into play here that are going to help the idea of of unaffordability and things like that and the pro and the, the the problem is people don't have a mental shift yet towards those things like i know it's really appealing for for young first time home buyers to think about owning their own home and their first home and having you know a nice three bedroom two bathroom home in a cute neighborhood but what needs to happen here is people's mental um path needs to shift a little bit and say okay if I can't afford those things now, right now, what can I afford? Mm -hmm. How can I get myself into the market? Is is condo living something that that I can entertain for the next three to five years? You know, can, can I can I get myself into the market? Um, I, I was just talking to some clients the other day, and we we this conversation came up, and they said, um, and they're in their fifties, uh, sixties. They said the first home that they bought was a mobile home, mm -hmm. in a in a mobile home park. This was 30 some odd years ago. Mm -hmm. That was their solution for getting into the market. They got into the market and then they moved their way into a, you know, a brick ranch home and they raised a family in that home. These are things that I think people are writing off in their brains now because I don't know, it, it might be a, a combination of media and social media and other people's lives showing them like look at how good i have it and people have it in their brains well i want that too so i want to go buy a small house with my you know girlfriend or boyfriend um and i want to live that life it's like this this is the pro we're living you know what i in mean the, we're living in a a funny time right now it's the it's the pinterest instagram hgtv world yeah and Everybody has, they're trying to keep up with the Joneses when it comes to social media, their lives in a way people perceive them. If you go and list a house, I, I, I buy houses and renovate them ever so often. I can go buy a house, let's say for $300,000, and it needs a ton of work cosmetically. And I understand people are like, well, I don't necessarily have the money to, to renovate. Yeah. Well, banks have renovation loans and mortgages and things that they can offer you. These are just things people aren't aware of and they don't want to be aware of them because they they just want the turnkey ready right. now. Okay. So you move into a home. If you remember watching any movie in the past or any video of a first home, the, the young couple moving into their first home, it's always the scene of them rolling the paint on the walls and, and pushing the couches in and cleaning out the old chimney and their face is covered. So this is literally what a first home should be. A first home should be getting in the market and getting the dirty stuff. If you go back to our parents' age and era, there's going to be houses where they bought for 45, 50, 60,000, which were, we, it's easy to look back now and be like, oh, lucky them. Right. But at that time, that was probably crazy. It, it was. And so there was probably houses right. like, there's no way. I, I was in the business selling houses, even in my career, for 50, 60,000. And I remember people being like, tell them I'll go up to 63 and that's it. And then the other person would be like 65 and deals would die oh, from 63 to 65. And people are like, I'm not going to 65,000. No matter what market you're in, there's always going to be 
that person that says, well, I'm not going to this, I'm You're not right. going to this. It's all relative to the time. I understand the frustration now is incomes haven't grown at sure. the rate real estate is. The only change here is now we have to get more creative. I am on a site here on windsor.ca and I recommend anybody listening to this, go to the go to Google, type in accessory units, Windsor, additional dwelling units. There's a diagram here that will show you. It looks like some green and red houses. I'll try and share my screen um, while I'm talking about this. So the city of Windsor is allowing, as long as you're a primary resident of the home and you're not you're not renting this out. You can treat it like a duplex. So whether you live upstairs and you want to rent out the basement or you live upstairs or you live um, on the main in the basement, want to rent out the upstairs or you have an addition off the back of the home and you want to rent it out or even a garage that you have turned into some sort of like Airbnb suite. The city of Windsor does allow you, even though you're not a legal duplex, to turn things into accessory units. And this is what you already saw years ago in Vancouver on these HGTV shows, yep. people going into their basements and making suites. This is a temporary thing. It's not like you're going to live your whole life with someone living in your basement. No. This is you as a young couple. Let's say you have to go and find a starter home and the starter home is 500000 I know it sucks. There's nothing I single-handedly can do to change that market. But my job is to help find solutions to get people into the market. Right. So if you find a $500,000 home, um, I'll pull up the numbers here in a second. But a $500,000 home, X the mortgage, minus what you're renting out your basement or your back for, should be a fairly relative affordable price that you can pay. What people don't factor in is while you're paying down your mortgage, the average home is growing 4 or 5% a year right. in, in a stable market. If you factor in what, how much money you can make in three to four years and how much equity you can build to put down on that next home, at least you're in the market and growing. And like you said, with condos or anything that's a renovation or you buy a nice home, but it has a rental off the back, you just need to get creative. Everyone has this mindset that they have to go buy the turnkey home for six, $700,000, live paycheck to paycheck and just to get in the market. That's not how it has to be. It's how you think it has to be because you're comparing yourself to the people on social media and your friends out there or anybody in the past that got lucky enough that they got in in this weird little gray area when the market was low. Right after 2008 and nine, there were some people from 2012 to 2016 that we would say are the lucky ones right now that got in right after a crash. Yeah, hindsight's 2020. 20. Yeah. You can't look back like that. I was watching something on on the news the other day and it, it was talking about um, home prices in Kingston which they've been experiencing the same type of growth they're about three hours the other way from Toronto uh, east of Toronto and they've been experiencing higher growth than even we have I think they're the highest the one of the highest um, growing priced cities in Canada and there was a lot of comments on that from people in the Toronto area um, saying, and I think their average sale price is somewhere in the 700s. So a little higher than us here in Windsor, where I think we're about 636 36 now. Um, As of and, and these, and these people in Toronto going, oh man, like, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could go to, a, you know, somewhere and get a house for seven, like imagine we could get a house for $700,000 in, in Toronto yeah. and, and it's frame of reference, yeah. right? Yes. And and so well, there's going to be there's going to be the next generation or even our own selves, looking back at this, say maybe ten years from now or less, saying, 
oh, they were lucky in 2022 when they could have bought a house for 636. Right now, it's easy to be furious with the market. It's easy to be furious with the way the economy is and interest rates coming up. But you got to remember, interest rates are really low right now. When they come up, they're still considered relatively low. Right. 636 sounds crazy, but when you compare ourselves with Guelph and Waterloo at 1.2 million, give us a few more years when let's say our average ends up being eight, 900, a million, they're gonna be like, oh, my friend's so lucky he bought three years ago in 2022 for 636. It's easy then to look back and look at what was good. But right now, because we're the highest, everybody's gonna give it a hard time. That's right. I don't like what's happening as much as everybody else in the fact that first time home buyers are struggling. Sure. I love it when I see somebody who's already owned a home growing in this market yep. and I get to be that person that comes in and says, congratulations, you just made $250,000 right. over the last three years. That feels really good. The first time home buyers, I understand are struggling. And what I'm trying to get at, and I think what we're both trying to get at is there's nothing we can do about this. And we're trying to frame the whole, the big picture here. Look at, as crazy as it sounds, look at what's going on everywhere around us. And believe it or not, Canada isn't even the most affordable country in the world. There's Go look at the average sale prices of other countries. It's crazy. It's crazy. I now, really quickly, I think what we're trying to get at is we need to find a way people can get creative. Because exactly. if you don't get in the market, yes. there will be a time. There will be a time where there's a separation, landlord and tenants. And certain incomes will forever be tenants. And certain incomes... And right now, I do believe the way Southwestern Ontario is going, it's a good opportunity to build long generational wealth if you can get into the market. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the exact uh, same thing. If I could boil down this <laughs> this little bit of a long-winded talk that we just uh, went through, sorry if, if, if that seemed a little long, but I think if I could boil it down to one thought, it's it's get get your mind working a little creatively and let us help you get a little creative with with how to get you into the market because waiting this out isn't the solution. Wait, mm -hmm. Like waiting to see what happens isn't the solution because if, if, if a correction, you know, does happen somewhere down the line, it might not be for years. And that correction is not ever going to take us back to where we are now or, yeah. or before. Right. So we need to get creative now. Let's get working to get you in the market now so that you can grow with it as well. And it's so, it sounds like such a classic like real estate line, like let's go <sighs> to the market. And it's hard. I know we're real estate agents. I know it's in our best interest to sell you a home, but it's in your best interest truly to buy a home. And this is the same conversation I had with people when this started in 2015, 16, 17. People are like, no way I'm jumping into this right now. Mm -hmm. And we tried to explain it. Look, this is how historically things work. This is why I think you should be in the market. This is why I think you should get creative. And if you ask any of our past clients that work with us, anybody who's listening will vouch. Those people that we got creative with, those people that got in, are very happy right now with their investments. Right. And at that time, everyone thought that was crazy. And last year, everybody thought that was crazy. But everybody who bought with us and got creative and found ways to get in, all are making a lot of money right now. And, and I not just making a lot of money, it's setting you up for the for the next steps of your life. And I mean, invest in invest in real estate, invest in your life and invest in your children's lives in, in, in that same breath, right? Because, you know, money money gets passed down generationally and everything too, right? So, you know, if we, a lot of people say, well, I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried, like if it continues like this, what are my kids gonna do? It's like, yes, that's right. So make the right decision now for yourselves 
so that you can help your kids do the same thing when when they're older right. and right like it's it's really important to to find a way to sort of creatively put yourself in the right position and and that's the tough thing right now is is people don't know how to do that and maybe don't know the right steps to take but so i'm gonna we can i'm gonna have to give a scenario here if you had a couple and you're making say 50 to 60 thousand a year each okay so a young couple starting out in their careers making 50 to 60 thousand each total income somewhere around 100 to 120 thousand um you should be able to afford somewhere around the range of a 636, which is the average right now is what I put in thousand dollar home at 5% down, which would be the minimum. Uh, most banks would allow, uh, you would be looking about $31,000 down. Now you would save on some land transfer tax, some land transfer tax. Um, because if, if it's your first time home, yep. um, I put taxes in at about 3000 could be a little bit more than that, but I just threw 3000 in as an example. So, uh, total payment with taxes, you'd be looking at about thirty-two, thirty-eight per month. It's a lot. Thirty-two, thirty-eight is a lot in comparison to what things could have been and used to be. Now, if you went back to the accessory units that I showed you, and you found something where you could rent out an addition or a basement or a little, make it almost like a little duplex for three years. Let's just say three years as an example. Um, you're looking at, let's maybe at renting out that space for 800 to a thousand bucks. Well, that brings your total payments down to about 2,200. Um, a young couple making a hundred to 120,000 a year between the two of them shouldn't have too many issues paying 2,200 right. a month for a $600,000 home. Now, $600,000 home is a pretty nice house. Still, you yeah. can get a nice house for 600,000. Um, it's not your forever home by any means, but, um, it could be, but for the average person, I would say that's. That's a good, and then you can still get four hundred thousand dollars homes, five hundred. So six hundred, you're you're looking fairly comfortable in a home like that, and you're paying about twenty two hundred a month. Now, if you put five percent down because of CMHC fees, you have a total mortgage remaining of six hundred and four thousand dollars. Okay, taking a uh, calculator here. If I take a six hundred and thirty six thousand dollars home. And I apply a average of 5% growth. Now, this year we're expecting more than that. Next year it could be a little more than that. But let's right. just go with an average of 5%. And you only live in that home for four years. In four years, uh, compounded, uh, that would bring you at about 773000 So if you take away the 636 that you purchased that home for, you would have built equity of about 137000 in four years. So this isn't even including you paying down your mortgage. This is right. So I'm not even at that. So you've actually probably accumulated quite a bit more equity, but let's just go based on the appreciation alone. And this is using like a 50 year average of appreciation on a home, not what we've been seeing here in the last right. five to eight years. So if you go to Windsor's average from like 1960 till now, um, it's, it's usually somewhere in the three to 5% yeah. average range. So, I'm using a 5% growth, which is very low compared to what Windsor's been seeing over the last five years, but I want to use a more conservative number. So yeah. assuming a more conservative number, we're looking at 137,000 in growth in just four years. Now, if I divide that by four years, that's 34,000 per year you're accumulating in your average home sale price. And if you divide that by 12 months, you're averaging 28.55 a month. Well, 
if you buy if your payments are 32 and you're renting out some of it and it's down to 22 and you're making 28 you're actually net positive you're basically living for free if you look at it that way right just on the accumulation so it's all about it's better than being a rental so if you're in a rental the same type of house you would have to pay about twenty five hundred dollars a month for a six hundred thousand dollar house right now you'd probably have to pay about twenty five hundred dollars a yep. month for in rent yep. you times that by 12 years or 12 years 12 months times four years you would have paid one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in rent out the window and that's gone out the window in four years so whether you want to sit back and complain about the market growing or get into the market i understand it's expensive but if you rent for twenty five hundred dollars a month for in four years that's 120 if you rent for twenty five hundred dollars a month in four years that's one hundred twenty thousand dollars out the window if you own a home and rent a little bit out and the market grows just at five percent a year in four years that's going to be hundred and what i say 130 something thousand dollars so what would you rather have the 130 or the negative 120 it's about the mindset i understand it sucks but you need to use the, you need to use a creative mind in this market yeah and it's getting yourself and in we the, can help you it's getting that. yourself in the right position to be able to do that too right i think a lot of people um it's tough for them to, to make the, the big changes in their lives to be able to think about okay what's it going to take for me to save a thirty thousand dollar down payment you know again get creative can mom and dad help can grandma or grandpa help can yep. you know do you have solutions to help get you into that yep. um that position to be able to buy and it, and whatever you can do do it because even if even if your mom and dad lend you part of the down payment and split on the investment right. even if you split on the investment with your mom and dad say hey co-sign with me lend me the down payment when i sell in a few years we'll split the profits 50 50. so if you make 120,000 in four years give your mom and dad 60 grand thank you so much for putting it down now they've helped you out you have 60 grand in your pocket plus they what made money down. on their investment so they've made money on their investment you've pocketed 60,000 plus the money you put down plus the down uh the down payment they lent you so you got all this money back in your pocket um there are ways you can get help now i understand if you can't save that kind of money and you don't have somebody who can lend you, yep. it is trickier. There's going to be those situations, sure. but we can't help all situations, but there are things you can do. And some people are just not aware of the options in front of them. Yep. And all it takes is one phone call, one meeting, weigh all the options, see if it's doable. We're not afraid to let people know if they're going to have to wait another year or two to do what they need mm -hmm. to do, fix their credit, whatever it may be. But the, some people are surprised by the options. I mean, look, you had friends and past clients of mine that shouldn't have been able to buy the year they did on Bernard. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Um, and we found a solution where they were essentially able to go zero down yep. on a home. CIBC helped them with that, I think. Yeah, so they were given a loan. They used the loan to pay down, uh, use as their down payment. They got cash back on closing. That cash back allowed them to pay off the loan. They had a little bit higher interest rate, but allowed them get, allowed them to get into the market. They had to stay with that particular bank for at least five years. Um, when they went to sell, they just upgraded their home with that bank, so they were still with that bank. They made a ton of money in the growth of the and market. And they live in a house that they that they love now, yep. in an area that yep. they love. And had they not have got creative and done that at that time, that's right. They'd still be renting. They wouldn't have made all that money, and they wouldn't be where they're at. They've now avoided this chaos in the market, and they're in a really nice home. And these this is all the result of just getting creative.